been here for centuries, waiting for the right time to show themselves. By planning thoughts in the minds of men like Galileo, Newton, Edison, Einstein, and Steven Spielberg, they have prepared the human race for the inevitable encounter. Now, they are coming. They are coming for you. Run, but first close your windows, hide your apples, prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Hello and welcome to Attack of the Androids. It's Thursday, October 6, 2011. This is episode 3. Joining me this evening, of course, once again, Seth Herringer. How you doing, man? Hey, Mac. Good to be here. Good, good. Jeremy Lesniak. What's up, man? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Awesome. And Eric Finkenbeiner. What's up, dude? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Good to have you all with us. Lots of, lots of great stuff in the news. Glad to be done talking about the, the Amazon stuff. I guess first and foremost, we should just mention, uh, you know, a little pour out some liquor for Steve Jobs. He had quite the the life. There's podcasts. I mean, there's news all about it. Um, I just wanted to say that pretty much he made what we have smartphones today. I mean, it's constantly what's I wouldn't say being copied for fear of someone suing us for patent violation, but they, you know, it's that, that's how you touch a phone now. And b- before the iPhone, there was nothing. I had a Windows Mobile 5 <laughs> XV6700, like the size of a brick, and it was just terrible. But it was either that or the old Blackberries, and those were terrible. Uh, you guys, you guys had pretty much the same experience, Seth. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, you know, the iPhone was a revolution, and I know Steve, you know, had a, a major role to play in that. And so, you know, whatever your opinion is on Android versus, you know, Apple versus any of these other things, you know, he was a visionary, and, uh, you know, he did great work. And That's... it's sad, to, you know, both for his family and for the tech, you know, industry in general that, you know, he's gone now, and he'll be missed. Absolutely. Eric? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I would say, you know, my condolences, you know, to his family, his friends, and all those close to him. Um, th- it, this is sort of a tough subject for me because I think that just in general, not to be an Apple hater, but they, I feel like they get a little bit more credit than they deserve. But at the end of the day, I mean, this guy, you know, he took the helm when Apple was not doing so hot uh, when he came back. And, you know, he brought it to where it is today. And that shows some damn fine leadership and, you know, you got to give him props for that. Um, you know, the, the one thing that I really hope comes out of this, though, is, you know, you're seeing all this stuff on the news about, uh, you know, such a great inventor and one of the greatest minds of our time. I just got to hope that this sort of thing inspires, uh, you know, younger people to, um, you know, to go out there and make the next, uh, you know, crazy awesome thing like the iPhone or the iPad or something like that. Absolutely. It, did, it does seem like we kind of fell behind a little bit there with our younger generations not really being interested in the whole uh, STEM, you know, the, the science and math and engineering, all that stuff. We, we kind of fell behind, I feel like. And I hope that, like you said, this does inspire everyone to kind of, you know, refocus and be like, you know, here's what we need to be doing. Uh, Jeremy? Uh, you know, I think the, the, the actual technical achievements that 
Steve led Apple through are, are all well and good, and they de- certainly deserve recognition. But the reason we're talking about him right now, in my opinion, has nothing to do with the technology. It, it's that he was able to inspire passion in the products that Apple put out in a way that no other leader at any other company has been able to do. Right. And watching like Pirates of the of Silicon Valley for me is probably like what watching social network for a lot of kids, you know, younger now is like, you know, you see that and you just it, something in your brain clicks and it makes you want to go out and create something, you know. Yeah, yeah and that- I, I, I don't have a Mac, um, never have. I have an iPod touch, you know, I'm certainly not an Apple fanboy, but I was still broken up at Steve's passing and it, you know, I spent some time today kind of checking in with that and what was it and it was the fact that maybe it wasn't so much my life he touched with the products and my relation to them but i know so many people who were affected on a deep emotional level by the use of apple products and that's not something that is easy to do no and few companies you see do it you know yeah you make a great point in that this is this isn't really the the technology conversation. It's it's Steve Jobs as as a person and as a leader in that company. I mean, wh- how would we would we be having this same conversation if uh, if Bill Gates had died or you know if some other tech leader had died? It probably not because Steve was just he was such an amazing figurehead. Uh, if anything, you got to give him that. You know, he really did inspire people and he brought he brought that passion, just like you said. Absolutely. And I think, I don't know, for, for I think Bill Gates, we, we probably would just because all of us have been dealing with Windows for so long, you know, and we, we kind of grew up with it. But I, I get what you're saying, like the guy from Oracle or the guy from any of these other companies, like we, we probably wouldn't, uh, you know. Cause... If Larry Ellison kicked over tomorrow, nobody is going to be rolling up to Oracle corporate headquarters right. with flowers and candles. Yeah, it was. And it's. I think a lot of it has to do with how ingrained our lives have become onto these devices, whether it's, you know, an Android device or an iOS device or, God forbid, a a BlackBerry device. But, you know, these are our lives now. We spend more time looking at these things than we do each other. It's it's a huge paradigm shift in the way we store memories, in the way we communicate, in the way we, you know, we've turned ourselves into brands almost using these things as the, the tool. It's kind of crazy to watch, definitely, especially coming from, you know, being born in the 80s and not having any of that stuff for the first part of our lives. It boggles the mind. I, yeah, I was really amazed to see, like, on TV today, you know, every every news, you know, organization was playing their, you know, goodbye to Steve uh, stuff. Um, but one of them, I, I can't remember which, they were showing a lot of YouTube videos, and it's like a lot of these, you know, I'm not old, but a lot of these young kids – Right. Um, you know, in their teens that are making these videos and you can tell that this, you know, this, these products, this guy, um, you know, really held a place inside for them. And, you know, the loss, it, I don't even know what to compare it to in my yeah. time. Yeah. It touched uh, but, generations, man. My boss has an yeah. iPad, you know, grandfathers, grandmothers and little kids, you know, there's apps for babies, you know, there's apps for cats. I mean, it, this revolutionized an industry and created another one, I think. So, well, liquor poured out and I hope, uh, I, it's, it's sad to me that like the greatest, you know, things that they came out with the day before, what was it that, 
are a lot of things that we as Android users have been using for a while, the whole voice function and that stuff. And I do want to say huge props to you, Seth. Wasn't it? Didn't you uh, break the story over here on the groovy, groovy post? Yeah, I did. I, you know, I had seen a bunch of, uh, there had been a little bit of a rumor beforehand. I think someone in CBS had accidentally leaked or tweeted something and then they retracted it. I'm not 100% sure it was CBS. I forgot off the top of my head. And then, so then I just started paying attention to Twitter and then I saw an official press release leaked to Apple. You know, I think that was basically Apple was the first one that, you know, released it right? and then just went from there. So. Well, nice work, man, definitely. And you can well, get you. Uh, definitely way more coverage of this than what we're going to talk about here over on GroovyPost.com. There's a podcast about it. I interviewed Gina Smith about she uh, used to know him and about you know her, her memories of him and, and the industry. And then there's a ton of uh, posts up there. So GroovyPost.com, check it out. Uh, yeah, moving on, you, you guys had some great coverage of that announcement. You want to go through some uh, iPhone-Android comparisons? And first, I want to ask, is this going to change any of you guys to uh, get an iPhone, to go from your, your Android device that you have, Jeremy? It's not going to change anybody. No. <laughs> it's, not big, it's not a big enough step. Right. It's, there is nothing, if you look at the 4 and you look at the 4S, exactly. there is a single damn thing that that you can look at and go, oh my God. And that's why I heard a, a lot echoed is it's just a, it's catching up. They're, they're getting up to speed here so that moving forward they can kind of keep up a little better. The big thing here isn't that they added all these great features. I think the big news here is that they, is that they added another market, which is the Sprint customers. Uh, so yeah. yeah, it's going to change people because there are, there are all these people out there that, quite frankly, you know, either they love their iPod or they just want to have that iPhone experience right. that are on Sprint because, you know, they, they've been with them for a long time or, you know, better coverage or what have you. We had that here with uh, when Verizon got it, you know, uh, before it was either these Android phones or you could buy an unlocked one and go to the a couple smaller GSM carriers and get it hooked up there. It wasn't four, it wasn't 4G, it wasn't 3G, it wasn't Edge, it was like 1X, you know, really slow, but... You know, you could have it. And then when, when Verizon got it, I noticed my speeds on Verizon go way down. Like, I was getting upwards of 2 megabits up or 2 megabits down and, like, you know, almost one and a half up. And then it, I can't even get over, like, 500K now <laughs> down, which is just ridiculous. But people made that shift. It's because a lot of them were waiting for it because it was like, you can't have this, you can't have this, and, you know, then they hit you with it. Uh, and you know, I don't think there was that much as much of a, uh, I don't know, people pounding at the gates yeah, uh, on the Sprint yeah. side as the Verizon side. But, you know, you're going to see some increase from that. For sure. I, I agree with Eric. I think that the Sprint pickup was a good one for Apple. I mean, if you looked at some of the rumors beforehand, you know, Sprint has had to require, you know, Sprint was required to buy X millions of iPhones. And, it was, right. you know, it's, it's way above, it seems to be way above that maybe they could handle or a little bit above or I don't know if all that's true. But, you know, I do wonder... I mean, I think that this is a great opportunity for Android and even Microsoft to make, you know, inroads. I mean, they've already, I mean, Android's already bigger, but, you know, you know, the worry was, you know, this new iPhone 5, you know, that didn't come out was going to be so amazing and design was going to be so good and the screen was going to be this like Retina HD or something that was going to be such, you know, really, you know, no Android phone could compete with it. And that just didn't happen, right? I mean, the screen size is small still. It's still the same screen from, you know, 18 months ago. Um, it's got a better processor and things like that, but it's just not, you know, 
before this, that you know, you hold the iPhone four up to you know, even though current generation Android phones, you know, the iPhone four and the Android phone seem you know pretty similar. And if you have if you have an iPhone or if you're really big into Apple, then you would try to stick with the iPhone. But now, I mean, you have you know these beautiful four point three inch screens or maybe four point six inch screens. You know, yeah. that are seven twenty p. You have four G. We have custom ROMs. MUI, the one I'm thinking of, that will make it look like an iPhone if you really want. I, I mean, I just mean, yeah, I just mean that for the for the customer, right? Everyone always right, talks about true. the average customer who goes down, and they don't care about all the movies; they just care about what the right. phone looks like. I mean, this new iPhone is not. Before, I think Apple had the advantage with the everyday customer, right? Is I just want something simple and easy to use, and that's you know that looks nice. I think that they've lost that now with this new 4s. Uh, I think Android has now taken the lead. I mean. With the Galaxy S2, with hopefully, you know, the Droid uh, Prime, I mean, or the Nexus Prime when it comes out, whatever it's called, with a 720p screen, the four, you know, the bigger screens, the nicer screens. Um, I think Apple has lost a huge advantage um, that they had by, you know, waiting 18 months and just putting out a dual core processor and a voice, you know, a voice recognition system that that Android already has. So, yeah, I think it's it's a definitely a chink in the armor. I mean, they still they still have a lot of goodwill behind them, and <clears throat> they still have a lot of people that just want to be in that ecosystem. Um, but at the same time, if you know, given that they didn't make that huge leap forward, just like they didn't make that huge leap forward with um, you know with some past versions like the 3GS or the 4, they at this point they seem neck and neck with Android when it comes you know spec for spec. Um, they're pretty close. But when this, like, when the Prime starts rolling out and some of these other things, um, you know, Android's going to be ahead as far as you know how fast uh, you know the phone itself can perform. Well, I think what that's is- a great point. As I mean, Apple put out a phone that is competitive. You know, maybe maybe for the next couple months, right? I mean, I'd say at the most. Um, but the, you know, the Apple's you know product cycle is a year or eighteen months. So, I mean, if you think, if you're, I mean, maybe they'll come up with an iPhone 5. Isn't that set by the carriers, though? Because, you know, you, you're you in these one-year contracts. Now, all of a sudden, we all have two-year contracts. Like, we can't upgrade every, you know, every year if we want to. Well, Apple has a product cycle for almost all their devices where they're right. one-year upgrades, right? right. Uh, I mean, that that's what I've come to understand. And so, I don't see how this could be competitive for a whole other year. True that. Speaking of the Samsung Nexus Prime, we've had some uh, the first commercial. Was that was that like a TV commercial? I don't have TV here in the studio. It, it, was that aired on television? Or was that just for the internet? I think that was just released on the internet. I I like the curvy, and I don't know if it's because a while ago on Google Plus, someone posted a thing about this LED or something screen that was like totally twisted. <laughs> And it, it was a prototype, but it was like, here's what we could possibly do with this technology. And they were, like, twisting it half and, like, flipping it on itself. And now I see this, and I'm like, oh, we're almost there. I yeah, don't – I, I hated that stupid phone. I'm sorry. Really? <laughs> it was so gimmicky. Phone. It was so gimmicky. I was just like, wow. I, I want to wrap it around my wrist like one of those slap bracelets. <laughs> <laughs> It could be a headband. I mean, just think of what it could be a garter for your girl. It could be a uh, <laughs> well, belt. Well, Nexus S currently has sort of this curved screen. Yeah, true, yeah. true. But it doesn't not, look like as much. Not to this, yeah. 
And at not- first I was thinking this would, f- is it to make it fit in your pocket better? But it's not really curved that way. So then I thought maybe for your they say it fits your face better. Who puts it on their face, dude? You're going to get cancer if you do that. Like, you should be on speakerphone or something. No, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. But it'll, be, it'll be well-distributed face cancer. That's true. It'll be a face tannier. You can get an app that just, like, cooks up the, the, the <laughs> signal. Don't come near me, honey. I'm tanning. I mean, well, this reminds yeah. me of the Palm Pre. Like, that, the Palm Pre had that little yeah. curvy yeah, it did, thing. Yeah, it did. wasn't bad. Jeremy, are you? There was another phone that had kind of that that curvy glass, but is it at all relevant that this is now the (laughs) third? No. uh, I'm sorry. Did I did I miss a? Sorry. No. You is it relevant? Is it relevant that I was just like, no, not at all. But (laughs) it was funny to me. Sorry. Matt's living in his own head right now. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sure, it's a much more exciting place than where I'm at. (laughs) So Uh, you know, you had the first. Google reference phone, you know, the, the Nexus one, which was on what T-Mobile, right? Yeah. That was, that was an HTC phone, right? I believe. Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I, and I, then HTC originally sold just by Google. Okay. And then the, the second one, that was a sprint phone, wasn't it? Yeah. The, well, it, now, it the, I think. Right. But, but at the start and now the third one is coming out on Verizon. Is Google doing something funky, like doling out this these reference phones? Is the next one going to be AT&T? I think they're going around to each carrier, and they're saying, look, dummy, come here. Do you see this? Do you see this? Do you see this? This is what we want. Okay, and then they slap them with it. That's what I think they're doing. So, Do you each- guys think it might have more to do with the developers? Like, if I'm a developer, maybe I don't hmm. have the money to get every Google phone. But if they make their way around each carrier, perhaps I can right. get the pure Android experience, huh. uh, you know, at some point. Interesting. That could be. So this is pretty cool. It's, do with, it's, it might have something to do with them wanting to compete with the uh, Verizon iPhone, maybe, too. Maybe when that came dude, out. Dude, um, Seth, my Droid start... X is competing with that phone. Come on. What's that? I said my Droid X is competing with that phone. Come on. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. If they if they were you know the Verizon iPhone just came out if they were afraid of what this you know iPhone five was going to be maybe they thought and, you know Verizon is still the biggest carrier depending on if that uh, T Mobile AT and T thing happens but Verizon now is the, currently the biggest so they and, saw it and they're like you know what never mind go with the curvy one <laughs> it's okay <laughs> you know I, yeah. I'm going to ch- channel my inner Dvorak here and say that <laughs> the 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 curvy glass this whole idea that this phone is going to be curvy is ridiculous. It's stupid. It's unnecessary. But, but it's a sign the that gimmick. the smartphone platforms have matured to a point where in order to differentiate, you have to do things that are ridiculous <laughs> and make no sense. That's true. I mean, the purpose that it serves other than, you know, being able to set it down and not touch the glass, I guess, or uh, set it on its side and it just sits itself, not needing a kickstand, which what? is ridiculous also, I think, but... I don't think it's ridiculous that it's curved. I think it's ridiculous that this is like a marketing point for these people. Right. Like, hey, something big is coming and it's shaped That's like right. this. Something big and curvy is coming your way. And it's not your ex. Uh-oh. Ten there are all kinds of jokes we could make about places that the phone now fits better because it's <laughs> curvy. But I was told we can't do that kind of material on this right. podcast. So I'll, I'll, I'll restrain. But no, there's there's no need for this. Nobody wants this. The new Prime well, Nexus Four. It's shaped like a bullet. 
The Nexus S didn't have any. No one complained about the the curvy glass. I don't think. I think, but it wasn't this of, extreme. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the reviews go. It'll, it'll be, be interesting, interesting think of it. to see a real model, not this Photoshop picture teasing yeah. me with an yeah. arc in the middle. Yeah, you know well, what? You know, honestly, at the end of the day, I don't give it if it curves or exactly. if, you know yeah, what it does. Exactly. I'm looking at these specs and drooling and, right now. And the ice cream sandwich is going to be the oh, big. Yeah. That's going to be the big thing here. Yeah, I mean it. The ice cream sandwich, and I, you know, we have some some conflict as to what people are saying the specs are going to be. But so here, I mean, I'll some, uh, rattle yeah. off the uh, the specs on this the the first sheet, the uh, exclusive from uh, Boy Genius Report, and uh, we'll we'll pull up the specs from the other one, and we'll see we'll see what we can can figure out here. I mean, I think the big difference is that the Boy Genius has a lower end phone, and some people are speculating there actually might be two phones. Ooh. Being released. Ooh. One is going to be they. They don't know exactly. One might be a Verizon exclusive. Another one might be, you know, m- more uh, for all the carriers. Um, but GSM you know, versus CDMA, maybe a three G. Yeah, I mean, so the first one, the Boy Genius and a four G version. You know, the big difference are it has a one point two uh, Ti processor, one point two gigahertz dual core Ti processor. Right, that's one of the big differences. Sure. And then it also has a five megapixel camera. Those are sort of the two. Those are sort of, I mean, in my opinion, those are the two major, and then a smaller battery, a 1750 so battery. in the BGR, they're saying the 4460 dual-core Cortex-A9 at 1.2 right. gigahertz. Right, so yeah, it's map, yeah. Right, so, and either way, we'll be able to overclock these to match each other. I mean, you know, if you think well, about but it. Well, but they're different, I mean, they're different processors. I mean, yeah, that's, the, yeah. Samsung's, I think they're called Exynos or something like that, their processors have been beating the other ones, you know, with same clock speeds. They've been sort of coming out ahead in all the... And who else are they? They're not just making processors for this, aren't they? Aren't they uh, another certain companies? Yeah, a lot of people buy their processors. But I, I know that the Samsung, there's been sort of a limitation because the, the uh, Galaxy S2 is selling so well. And, and some of their models had their own processors in it. And people like those better than the ones with... Sure. I think the other ones had TI in them, too, if I remember right. So when I'm do we get to the world. point where our tablets are... Like, we have our tablets... And I guess we probably don't need phones anymore. Phones are kind of communication devices now. When when can we put those in something small enough that all we really need is a display? Like, we don't care about the hardware itself that we're holding because they're all pretty much equal at this point. You know, well, somewhere where Moore's Law kind of starts to peter off just a little bit. And we have those, you know, just displays. And the the hardware is just kind of always connecting to wherever, you know, we happen to be looking, yeah. whatever displays. Yeah. I think that'll that'll do that, please. Don't make it curvy. <laughs> well, and then the that. second one is the GSM Arena, sure. which has now they now they're coming out with the better. I mean, these have the better specs. So they say it's a 1.5 dual core. Well, this is this 1. is 1.5 dual core and they're saying this is the Samsung chip. Right, and so, this is coming from an anonymous Google employee, so I think this is right. this is important. And they say this has an eight megapixel camera, which that makes more sense to me. The five megapixel seems too small. I mean, quite frankly, that's a big deal. I was looking at a new phone anyway, but you know, I had that uh, uh, Evo 3D just sort of screwing around with it a few months ago, and I traded it in for the uh, Photon. And one of the oh, big right. one of the big selling points for that, aside from the fact that it was a world phone and such, was that it had the eight megapixel camera because that. I'm not. I'm not going out and buying a separate camera. I'm using my phone nowadays. Exactly. And that's that's a big deal. But does it? it 
can't you can get a five megapixel to look just as good, assuming you have the the high end processor with it, right? Or the and, right and optics. The Carl yeah, I mean, optics lens. are a huge deal. You need I mean, a nice. We saw, Carl we saw with the new iPhone 4s release. You know, their optics right. are claiming all this better light and things like that. So that does make a big deal. Yeah, until um, you set it down and scratch it, you know. <laughs> no, I mean you like I've totally noticed any webcams or HD stuff if it has the Carl Zeiss lens in it, like it looks so much better than the same you know specs but not having that lens like those we'll lenses have to see what make... those lens has on this one that'll be a big a big question yeah they and make the, an the, immense difference the last the last difference sorry was that this is is that the gsm arena is saying that this is a global phone sure which would be great if that was true but i mean it, and it has nfc i mean you know the specs that the gsm arena has if if google comes out with a phone that actually matches all this stuff <laughs> yeah right it it's... really is nine millimeters thick it has a 1.5 exynos processor that has you know it this will. dual core uh, graphics chip, the same one in the iPad too. That has a two thousand megaamp battery. That has eight megapixel camera with LTE and GSM. I mean that, like that basically is a phone that they took. If you pick the best list. spec possible for everything, yeah. and a seven twenty p four point six inch screen. I mean it's like it's like this Alienware, phone is like you know? the the mother of all phones that we can think of right now. You know I mean yeah, it would it's just cost five grand. <laughs> yeah, you guys need a kidney. I think I have a, a spare one. Just get a kiss afterwards. That's all, I, all you need to remember. You, part of you hope. I mean, I hope this is true, but I think this is a little bit wishful thinking. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, when's yeah. this slated to come out? The well, the eleventh is when they're going to talk about. The eleventh is Samsung's big event at CTIA. Oh, okay, and then they'll announce one. So yeah, that's well. when they're going to announce ice cream sandwich and this phone, whatever it is, or maybe two. I mean, two phones, one phone. I don't think people are exactly sure yet, but you know, it may be wishful thinking. But I mean, throw down the gauntlet already. Uh, and if just, if this phone comes out, if it comes the, out, I will sue you <laughs> for patent I mean, the infringement. The iPhone 4s will look. Poor in comparison. It'll look like a little baby. But now, does everyone prefer a big phone? I've heard it's maybe it's not how big it is; it's how you use it. (laughs) And I think some people they have little tiny hands. They they don't want this thing. It looks like a tablet to them. Well, there's two things I want. Oh, sorry, guys. um, Real quickly is that you know the bigger screens are now have smaller um, edges. I'm I'm forget the name of that guy. Um, Bezels. Bezels. bezels, yeah, the bezels are getting smaller, and also the Bezel? other thing is, ice cream sandwich isn't going to have the physical buttons. Word so, that. four point six inch screen is actually going to take up. You know, the phone can be smaller because there's no physical buttons. The buzz, the buttons will be on that screen. You know what I mean? So, but you, also you got to remember too, the bigger the screen, the more battery is going to get sucked too. Because I mean, dude, every time I look at my battery use, my screen is at the top yeah. with at least forty to fifty to sixty percent, depending on how long it's on for. You gotta beef up these batteries, or figure out a new way, or let it yeah. charge when it's in the sun baking. You know, like do something. Yeah. Well, so maybe this this phone might not be as big as we're worried about. You know what sure. I mean? Four point six sounds huge, but they may have found ways to make that not any actually physically bigger than a four point three inch phone. And they know who that's targeted to. Girls aren't gonna buy that one with their little tiny hands. They're well, gonna except, buy like, unless I mean, they're my geeks. Wife? You my wife saying goodbye to the girl audience. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to alienate like that. Hold on. I meant you, <laughs> you guys, you don't care about this stuff for the most part unless you're like a hardcore geek girl, you know? They, well, they're like, I, I want the fashion. I want the incredible. That's I see I mean, more heiresses, incredibles, and uh, what's that other one that came out quite a while ago? Original. It's a good phone. 
Yeah, I don't know. My girlfriend doesn't find it very incredible. It force closes <laughs> randomly all the time. You gotta get Sanjin on there. I'm well, telling you, yeah. I have Sanjin on mine. I know, I know. Smooth. She won't anyway. let him. I know, she won't let me. Do it anyways. <laughs> Just do it and she'll love it. I'm gonna. But what I was saying is I took my wife in to look at, I forget what it is. It was one of the four point, oh, which one was it? You tricked you. <laughs> no, she was looking at a, it was okay. a 4.5 inch screen. I can't remember what phone it was. And she was like, which, I can handle this. If it worked well, I would, I would use this. She said. And so, um, I don't, I, I, I had the exact opposite experience. Oh, really? <laughs> I, yeah. I like, you know, my wife and I, uh, we went into the, into the store and, um, what we ended up walking out with was a, um, what was it the Evo shift. Hmm. And huh. it's because smaller screen was a big deal, and then physical uh, physical keyboard. And I actually hear that a lot from just normal everyday users. Like they the don't like the touchscreen keyboard. Some of them do, but I mean, some people just want that tactile experience. So where we might be saying, you know, give me a, I want a ten inch screen on my phone, and you know, <laughs> I want to embed I it in my forearm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, a lot of the a lot of the normal users, and quite frankly, the ones that uh, these manufacturers need to start, you know, catering to a little bit more are are not looking for that. Kind it's of weird stuff. too because they're catering to those users with the data plans and the caps and stuff, but in everything else, they're totally not. You know, like those people don't care about the unlimited plans and stuff like we do. But they're coming out with these phones that are going to just tax that all to hell. But they're you know they're they're not doing anything on that side to, to fix it. And I think once these iPhones hit more, these carriers, they're not fixing their networks like they should be. They're, they're, you're going to add that much more weight to Sprint's network? How's that going to work out for everyone else and you? Yeah, well, thank God it's not. Uh, it doesn't have a WiMAX chip in it because, <laughs> holy hell. That, <laughs> uh, sometimes well, look- that's painful. If you look at the numbers, Sprint doesn't care about their customers anyway, anyway well, which is why they hemorrhage like 300000 per quarter. So I don't think that matters. Man. You know, they I, I've been on the receiving end of that treatment. <laughs> um, but I'll say they've gotten a lot better. And I feel I feel better being with Sprint than being with Verizon or AT&T. Wow. Those are so, heavy words, man. Heavy that's words. That's right. Gauntlet thrown. When we get Sprint here, I'll tell you about how I feel about that. That hurts. So, did you guys hear about the the HTC leaking data just to whatever? Hey, do you have internet permissions? Here's some data. Check it out. Yeah, I saw a little bit of that. Evo 3D, 4G, Thunderbolt. And you know the funny thing is, it's not Android. It's Sense. It's the third, it's the carriers, it's like Moto Blur. You know, it's, if they wouldn't have put that crap on the phone in the first place, we wouldn't have these problems. Yeah, I like I was trying to read through it a little bit and get a good understanding of what you know, what was actually going on and it seemed like it was an issue with one sort of uh background application that they run to collect uh user data. And from what I'm reading and what I what I've what I've read is that it does that no matter, you know, no matter what you say in, you know, previous agreements about I want to share data or I don't want to share data. Right. But, it's a core yeah. permission in the application mm-hmm. there. Yeah, so they Internet. so they have this thing running, and it sounds like in one of their recent updates, uh, something went wrong, and it started broadcasting that to anybody uh, on the network who uh, who knew where to look for it. When software goes terribly wrong, attack of the androids, and now someone has all your data, but no one's yeah. exploited it yet, as far as we know. 
um in htc <laughs> they're just like uh just you're you're gonna have to just allow or disallow this on your phone uh every time you want to use your data so that, that that's the quick fix uh for now <laughs> well i think the quick fix is to just put a different rom on it yeah right because that's where the problem lies it, it's yeah. that that's yeah it. but we, we got to remember that there's there's two really distinct groups of Android users. There's My girlfriend's like the not four of us, <laughs> putting another mom on. People it. like you know Matt's girlfriend who sure. don't want to have to care about that. They want the phone to sure. just work and not leak data. But honestly, I, if I asked her about it, she would have no clue. Like that, that it's even happening. Yeah. If you explained it to her, she's, would she care? She's gonna just Probably tell me to not. shut up eyes roll in the back of her head and that's that yeah you know this is another reason why that nexus prime might be pretty sweet because if that really is running vanilla android you know you won't have to mess with this htc sense leaking all your data i know right moto blur and, and blockbuster and it should apps. be unlocked so that means you can put you know if you want you know Whatever. vanilla android is pretty sweet but if you want you could put these custom roms on it pretty easier and things like that which so are also be another sweet you know interesting thing to look at when the nexus prime comes out if there are any enterprising uh, developers out there, I think somebody should just make a nice little app just for HTC phones that erases the dish. Like, <laughs> Do it, Moxie. Uh, I mean, it's, allegedly. It says you can, you know, I'm, I'm reading the article that we had from geek.com, and, you know, it shows, the, it shows the path to get to this thing. So, I mean, just write a quick app that, you know, lets you get rid of it, and, you know, fingers crossed it doesn't, that it doesn't require root permissions. But... So and um, if, if, like you said, it, it here's the 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 path to it. If if you want to be careful about this, go to slash system slash app slash htc loggers dot apk and delete it. Duh, yeah. just delete it. That's all. I it's a I gotta say though, it's a black eye uh, to htc <laughs> right. that this happens on like their three flagship phones. Body blow, body blow, body blow. I just gotta hope that Ding. they release an update quickly for this. Well, wasn't that what started this in the first place? I mean, be careful what you wish for. They'll they'll patch this, and now all of a sudden, all your data is being being leaked everywhere. It, isn't this the same black eye that Apple <laughs> has been sued over and, and Microsoft, Microsoft got sued over? <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe I'm paranoid, but I assume when I'm using a phone that everyone in the world is listening to me right, and reading right. my email. My data is being sprayed all over a fifty-foot radius at all times. Probably. That's. I mean, you just Whatever. know that. Some That's people sad... think. Oh, go ahead, Matt. So, some people think they can go post online and it's not public. You know, some people have that false sense of security. I wish I was so falsely secured. You know. I As just... a consumer, though, I see a huge difference between you know what I would see as common sense like internet rule number one of you know if you put it on the internet it lives forever versus the device my personal device True. that i bought leaking data right. that's a huge leap to say that and you know, check people this should... out if you want you want an idea of, of how much data a typical log for this uh, htc logger dot apk can be over three megs in size and this is just text so that's you you know how big text is right bits and bytes and all that Three megs. It's a lot of text. That's a lot of a lot data. Of ones and zeros. That's a lot of data for sure. And, you know, this does. This stuff. So this does bring to mind another problem. I mean, you know, sort of the perennial problem Android has is that 
for HTC to get an update out, right? They have to go through their own quality standards of testing. Stop. And they have putting... to go through their, you know, the carrier's standards of testing. And so, I mean, whereas Apple, you know, they can release a, they can release an update almost overnight. You know, HTC, right. this might take a long time for it to go through all the different carriers and things like that. And um, you know, to to I, I could just see it being a problem. Well, and you know, they they should have hired a Cyanogen before Samsung did. Yeah. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, huh, HTC? You're locked bootloaders. See what happens? I don't think HTC put this through quality control. I'm guessing probably <laughs> not. They would have caught it. I don't think time is an issue because I, I don't think they care about it at that level. Pants down, absolutely. But I think this I, is one of the things that Google is railing against, and I, I'm hoping that with the purchase of Motorola, this is something they're going to push that much harder is, hey, stop putting your stupid crap that nobody wants mm-hmm. on top of our really cool phones. Exactly. And they they can do that, like you said, that here's we have this then. If people don't want to put up with it, buy one of these phones. Buy Motorola. Problem it, solved. That is it'll be fascinating to see if Motorola totally goes the way of, you know or if they the try way to, of the it, Newton. <laughs> yeah, right. I was gonna think of like the I don't know, what's an extinct animal. <laughs> the dinosaurs. There we go. Sure. Yeah. Uh, They'll move it to an app in the market. Yeah. No. If, I mean, honestly, the camera, I like the Blur camera. It's the only one that supports the HD in the Droid X. You know, if you want your your camera to work HD, you have to use the Moto Blur. The CyanGen mods don't have it yet. Uh, as far as I know, they didn't last time I checked. Mm. Uh, so there, there were good bits and pieces. That's why I liked uh, the Liberty ROM so much, because it was clean, but you could pick which, which bits and pieces you wanted, and you could kind of build it from there. Like their contact manager, garbage. But their camera, good. Their yeah, gallery, and some of the good. skins are doing that cool, um, you know, unlock screen stuff. Oh they, yeah, the one I oh yeah, dude, I love that stuff. The one, I mean, some of these themes have uh, for justice have the coolest lock screens. Things you never even would have thought of that you're just like, wow. You know what I'd love to see with with some of this stuff. Like I'm I'm looking through some of these screenshots of the stuff that uh, this thing's logging. And remember when the when the Apple uh, the Apple issue the security issue came out, how people were like mapping their routes on Google Maps and stuff. I, I'd love to see like some sort of a heat map that you can sort of see like what are the applications that you're using all the time. Um, I think oh, it'd be wait. really interesting. I have, there. App, I have something that does that. Yeah, I mean, like I'm just looking at some of these things that you know the. This lovely person that posted their uh, their logs, you know, it's Android phone was launched 12 times, and this is the average, you know, in milliseconds. I'm guessing that it took to launch it. Um, just oh, stuff like that. That it's it's part of App Brain. You can go in there, and it has your right. app timeline, and then it has uh, recent apps, and it shows you what you used and stuff. We should the community should just co-opt this. Uh, this APK and turn it into something cool. Something really cool. Yeah. Anyway. So speaking of lock screens, please. <laughs> just a second ago, um, Matt, I think you, I think you brought up earlier uh, something about a a problem with the Galaxy S twos uh, uh, lock screen. Oh yeah, dude. What's that about? <laughs> well, if apparently if if you grab your friend's Galaxy S two, it, it has to be running on AT and T, and if he has the uh, pattern lock on it. Or I think it might work with any lock screen, but you uh, you turn it on, you get the lock screen, and you turn it off, like just make it go back to sleep, and you turn it on again, and no lock screen. <clears throat> just like that. Like uh, Samsung and AT&T are aware of the user interface issue on the Galaxy S2 with AT&T. Currently, when using it, 
uh, the default setting for a screen timeout. Uh, if a user presses the power button on the device after the timeout period, it will always require a password. If a user presses the power button on the phone before the timeout period, the device requests the password. But the password is not actually necessary to unlock it. So they're investigating a permanent solution. In the meantime, you can remedy the situation by resetting your timeout screen to the immediately setting, which is probably <laughs> going to just annoy the holy piss out of everybody that uses that. Does it just sound like they're like they're trying to make it sound like it was a feature? Yeah, kinda, kinda. No, this, this is you're gonna like this, dudes. Check this out. Yeah, it's like it's like a, a like false a secret senses. handshake or that special yeah. knock you do to get into the clubhouse. <laughs> totally, it's called false sense of security. Do you can do you guys uh, do you guys use lock screens? That's maybe a conversation we should have. No. Yes. Yes, on everything. Really? The second yeah, question, my, my, Jeremy. My day job, why are you so I paranoid? Have... No, no. For my day job, I carry uh, client data. I'm a IT consultant, mm, and well, I have yeah. passwords and Don't things like that. So I have to keep things around. locked down tight. Why do you leave your phone lying around? Like I, I know <laughs> I where don't. my. I'm just I, saying, like I, I know I where. I keep it on me, and I can't wait for the Nexus Prime so it'll fit nice, curvaceously to my butt <laughs> while I'm carrying around. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, is that is that a Nexus <laughs> Prime in your pocket? You just. I, I currently don't have a lock screen, but I have one of those. I forget the name of the app right now, but I you know, it's hidden on your phone. Like it doesn't show up in my app drawer, which is why I can't think of the name of it. But and then you know, you can remotely wipe it. Um, oh, that's cool. It's the app. I wish I, I would be called. worried that like it would accidentally remotely wipe itself randomly or something. I don't know. Like people butt dial you all the time. I would be worried that I just butt self destructed my phone or something. You know, <laughs> that's going to be a feature of the new Prime as well. But self destruct because it's gonna you're gonna be able to dial with your butt because it's gonna oh, pull nice. curve to your butt. The yeah, only I, reason I can think it's shaped like that. I just I'm sorry, I'll, I'll get off the phone butt connection. Oh please, <laughs> I I tried it for a bit and it just it's so annoying to have to do. Plus, I know where my phone is at all times, so I, it doesn't seem like. I mean, I'm not carrying around IT data or anything, but I have a lot of stuff on there. I'm important. Are we talking about lock screens? Again? I'm important, too. God. No, he's talking about his butt. My butt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, moving on then. Did you hear about the uh, 10-year-old hacker? At, I don't uh, think we should. <laughs> Worst transition ever. No, this is going to work. Check this out. This <laughs> this has to do with hacking. Come on. Um, she goes by the pseudonym Sci-Fi. C-Y-F-I. C- Siffy, take notes. Uh, it's a zero-day exploit she revealed on games in, in iOS and Android devices. And independent researchers, they say this is a new class of vulnerability. She's 10. Did I mention that? She's awesome. She's my hero. She is yeah. absolutely, right? Yeah, her parents told me to stop sending uh, adoption papers to her. <laughs> I got really creeped out. <laughs> uh, she uh, first discovered the flaw earlier this year because she was bored with the pace of farm-style games. Okay. While... <laughs> oh, man. Have you... Do you guys play those games at all? Only when I'm drunk. Only when I'm drunk. Eric? Not, not really. Though I have to say, I was really, I'm really into like the Harvest Moon games, like from back in the day. But none of this crap. Chrono Trigger. Oh, Harvest dude. Moon. Love those. Different games. show. Gaming Di- show. Sure, sure. On after this. <laughs> um. Yeah. So she she gave this presentation as a part of DefCon Kids, 
uh, which you guys all know what DEF CON is. Awesome hacker convention. We get all sorts of cool stuff coming out of there every every year. You know, this this just just from our conversation earlier when we were talking about Steve Jobs and like innovation and stuff. I mean, it's these sorts of things that really just make me feel better about the upcoming generation because there's right. still people that do crap like this. And it just warms my heart. And when Google like pays people to bug hunt, like I think that's huge. That's a huge way of crowdsourcing your, you know, problematic code. I mean, the more eyes you have looking at it, that's that's great. And it's economical. Absolutely. I mean, not that Google has to, you know, sweat pennies, but well, right. I but mean, Jesus, what was it? A hundred thousand dollars they put out there. It's enough to and, motivate. If I knew you know, that's, how to, that's nothing. That's nothing. Right that's to a them. Rounding error. But that. to someone like you or me, if I knew how to do that, like that'd be well worth my while, you know. Sure. Basically, she, it says that uh, she opened up the exploit by manually advancing a phone or tablet's clock to force a game ahead in time. Some games block such a trick, but she says she found ways to avoid those detections, like disconnecting the phone from Wi-Fi and making incremental clock adjustments. This is exactly how I played Angry Birds ad-free before the ad blocker came. You just turn the antenna off, and now there's no ads. And this is how we used to get around trials back in the day on, like, Windows 3.1. You just turn the clock back, and there's 30 more days. Like, that's old school. And she's 10, man. That's old school. That's really neat. My mom's sitting down at the computer. Why is it 1972? Because I'm playing Leisure Suit Larry, Mom. (laughs) Uh, Get off my my Packard Bell. Good times. Yeah, I'm just... I don't even know what else to say. This is just yeah. cool. No, I just I just wanted to bring it up. I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, we have India launching the world's cheapest tablet. Anyone excited for this? I want 12 of them. I want 112 of them, and I want to wallpaper my house with them. Here, here's why I want them. Here's why I think these are brilliant. Because they are so cheap that disposable. people will buy... They're, they're, they're disposable. People will buy them for single purpose. If if you say, you know what, I want a tablet in the bathroom yep. that's going to play MP3s yep. off this SD card yep. and show me the time. Brilliant. Boom, 35 bucks. Duct Brilliant. tape it to the wall. These are what we're going to start seeing in refrigerators and stuff like that. They're exactly. not going to be built in. They're going to be stuck on. I think that's great. Uh, I, they're, they're gonna I'm not su- that excited about it, though. I mean, what are what are well, they doing that thousands of Chinese people haven't been doing for the past two years? Un- undercutting the rest of the competition. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're, I'm looking through this, and there are some. There's there a lot of poor people points. in the world, Eric. Listen, 1.2 <laughs> billion people in India are poor. Okay, they can't buy iPads like you and me. I can't even buy an iPad, Eric. Okay, this is how poor we are. The economy, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm such an elitist. We I need apologize. to occupy Wall Street because the economy is garbage and all buy $35 subsidized uh, cheap India tablets. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on, guys. Melissa, where's the caviar? <laughs> where's my... Bring me my other iPad, honey. <laughs> right. No, not that right. one. The other the gold, one. The gold-plated one, Cookie, not that one. <laughs> the other one's in the <laughs> shop getting buffed. <laughs> this is what so, they say. This Quote, will be interesting to see. I'm, I'm not, I'm not totally poo-pooing it right now, but uh, you know, I just, I don't really have that high of a. Check this out. If you were a student and you could get one of these th- for thirty-five bucks, th- that's something, right? Put all your yeah. books on that instead of carrying around outdated textbooks on dead trees. That'd be brilliant. You know, man, I bought, I bought one of those cheap 
Android tablets from China. I, f- I forget the name of exactly. Yeah, I what think. It was. Yeah, I we talked mentioned about it in that our first show. I think. Yeah, yeah. And it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you know, it's not. Capa- uh, it's uh, yeah, it's capacitive touchscreen. Wait, what's the? Uh, oh, I forget the name. What are the two types? Resistive. And- resistive. Resistive. Yeah, no, this this was resistive. The one you can use your tongue on. Yeah, yeah, no, this was resistive, and it was terrible. And uh, you, need you know, the, the screen was horrible. It was slow. It was almost to the point where like. It was so bad it was unusable in some cases. You know even what? With some I'm going to get and things. I'm going to get one of these and it is going to be the best responsive <laughs> experience ever. Eh? When when's so, it coming out? Uh, that's a good question. They're going to run a pilot of 100,000 units that are going to be given to students for free, the first 500 to hand it out to, uh, at the launch. It's very telling that there's that there's no release date here. Just saying. I thought that was just me and my poor uh <laughs> pre you know what though? It's it's indicative of of the price raise. I mean that exactly. that's the big differentiator in the non iPad space. And we saw people lining up to get touchpads, devices that everyone said this is junk. The same people saying this is junk went and bought them for a hundred dollars. Exactly. Yeah, but the I, just, I mean the touchpad and so I, I have a touchpad too here. I got for a hundred dollars, and then I have that China pad. Uh, or the the you know the pad I got from tablet I got from China. I really don't the know China the pad is is that, that <laughs> that's what that's what they're called. That's what it forums. said on the box. No, on the, on the forums I was using the custom ROMs. They were calling them that. So I don't mean that disrespectfully, but that was no, no, me. for sure, for sure. Um, China makes great products, but anyways, um, and I mean they're two totally different categories. The touchpad is 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 a different. It's, it's not even the same realm as that cheap tablet and the cheap. And I paid like. 65 bucks for that one, not 35. You know, it was running Android 2.2. It had like 800 megahertz processor in it. Had, you know. Right. So, what are the what are the corners cut to get it down to that price point then? It's going to be like a 500 megahertz processor, like an Intel 2 or something. You yeah, know? it'll be it'll be it'll be a resistive touchscreen that will be terrible to use. Are the capacitive touchscreens that much ex- more expensive? I would cut corners somewhere else and have like a great touchscreen on it. Well, they are a three-hour battery life. They're saying, <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, well, it, I, but if you look back five years ago, sure, you know, three hundred, three hundred, three-hour uh, battery life was good for a laptop. But we've sure. raised the bar so much, right? I mean, my netbook goes like a couple days before I really need to plug it in. Rather um, than comparing it to, you know, a, a full-size tablet and even a, a three-hundred-dollar tablet, what if we compare it to a Kindle? good point or so check here, this so out here you Do have you... something cheaper right that in theory is more multi-purpose that's a good point if it's decent for reading and you can have a really lame experience checking your email <laughs> and it's half the price why not it'd be a good e-reader because you only have to tap it every now and then right and right. look at it this way you don't want to get your ipad all full of sand when you go to india right, right. <laughs> okay just so no, yeah. i did not just say right Right. <laughs> be, when you go to the beach, awesome. when you go to the beach, you don't want to bring your iPad, so you bring one of these and exactly. you throw it away when you're done. And you throw it away when you're done. Beautiful. Uh, I, I will actually, I will try to seek one of these out if and when they come out. I, I'm just going to keep my expectations low at this point. Lowered expect. Yeah, well, that's all you have to do. <laughs> I mean, that's that, that that's the name of the game with these cheap tablets. I mean, it's 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 a cool idea that you can get these down cheap enough to where, yeah, people are able to buy a bunch of them and have them in every room of the house for when guests come over, wallpaper your living room with them, you know, stuff like that, because that, that'll 
Maybe. I mean, will that cause the rest of the prices for everyone else to come down, or they're going to be like, whatever? It, it feels like this, I mean, this is one of those things that could hurt the Android brand more than help it. Um, I mean, that's one of my fears as I look at this, and as somebody that really likes this operating system and would like to see it promoted, right? having, having something like this, if it is not done in you know the right way, um, you know, just just pushes more people towards the Apples or the Microsofts or things like that. No, um, eh, yeah, I don't agree. I don't what agree. Do you think? Okay. All right. So if we consider Android and all flavors of Android as being related, what's going to happen is people are going to come into this, and and this this you know I don't know if we can bring start talking about the fire. In Talk this about it. Yeah, but it it kind of works in. So think about Google and Android as the big daddy genetics of the Android family. Sure. Some people are going to have different entry points. They're going to buy a $35 India tab or a $65 China tab or an Amazon Fire. And they're going to have some manner of satisfaction with that. For many people, they're going to be satisfied. But there's going to be a portion that aren't. And eventually, it's going to become common knowledge at, because you know when you're doing a million activations a day, people can't get away from this knowledge that this is not true Android. And as Google starts pushing out more and more phones with, I'm going to predict the true Android experience, most of them are going to have Motorola on the front, more and more people are going to realize, you know what, there is a difference between Android from Google and Android from these other jokers. I think it depends hugely too that what are you starting at? You know, do you go from the iPad 2 to one of these? Because then you're going to hate it. But if you go from, say, a, a BlackBerry playbook, for instance, to one of these, you might, you know, you'll have a better experience. Did you just say the India tab was going to be better than a playbook? <laughs> Maybe. Because <laughs> I'd say it might be a <laughs> You want to put some money on this? Are you betting man? I mean, we could... It, we'll... it, it might be. I, uh, I bet, I bet uh, the email app works better. Yeah, right. I don't have to connect it to this. <laughs> That's pretty awful. Uh, I see your point, but... Loves... <laughs> what? Matt loves RIM, apparently. Oh, not yet. <laughs> not, not that kind. Show. Moving on. Um... <laughs> You uh, you mentioned something about Sony. Yeah, and, Sony. Uh, I mean, the, the the news today, or at least you know the rumors are. There's nothing confirmed yet. Is that Sony is seeking to buy out Ericsson or the so you know the Ericsson part of the Sony Ericsson mobile brand? Um, what kind of know, patents are in that little treasure trove? Yeah, I mean, so maybe at first it doesn't seem like a big deal, but you know, if if Sony. Well, check it out, As, dude. Ericsson, they're going to have a lot of the same equivalent patents that, like, a Nortel had, aren't they? Aren't They were in that same business from back in the day, right? Yeah, no, Ericsson probably does have a lot of patents. You're right. Uh, and I mean, it's, Sony would take those over. But, well, I mean, I think the bigger picture is that if Sony is willing to spend, I think what they were saying, $1.5 billion or something like that in order to buy out um, Ericsson, you know, and if they're willing... It seems like they're just, you know, taking a, a gut check and ser- make, wanting to make a serious move into the phone market, you know, and that that makes me think maybe more money, more research, more development, more design. Um, you know, if Sony's willing to buy Ericsson out, it sounds like they're trying to fold it back in and really, you know, sort of double down on the phone market, which, because Sony, you know, they make good stuff, you know, when they want to. 
That one uh, phone it, with the little controller built onto it, I thought that was a great idea. If I still was well, into playing those kinds of games, that would be brilliant. Well, and then, I mean, and that's still, you know, the Sony Ericsson split. But if, like, right. you know, the giant company Sony is willing to pour just money into, you know, the smartphone market and buy out Ericsson and then just, you know, sort of double down, you know, they could put out stuff that's even way better than that. You know, the, it's, it's, the Xperia exactly. Play is what that is. Uh, yeah, thank or you. Or the Xperia Arc is, a, you know, sort of their regular phone that's nice well, and thin. And, you know, people really like the design of it. It's not, not all that exciting, you know, like spec-wise or performance-wise, but people really like the design. It's a good phone. has a good camera in it. Yeah, it was way but cool. I'm, just, I'm curious if they didn't get held back a little bit on some of that stuff from the Ericsson side, and maybe yeah. now they saw what they could do, you know, that maybe they want to take that the next step. Yeah, I just think that this could make this could be a sign that Sony is signaling that they want to become a big player in the smartphone market, and that could make good thing. You know, it could mean a closer integration of the you know the PlayStation, what's it called, PlayStation uh, Network or something. Is sure. there you know PSN? If you can add that to the HTC glitch and just put all your data on the PSN <laughs> and then wait for that to get hacked. Oh my god! Please. All your but social they, security numbers are belong. I know. <laughs> I mean, if Sony if Sony's willing to put out some of their so old great. you know PlayStation games and really you know put a serious effort into getting all that on the phone, they could. I, I'm just saying this could be a sign of Sony being a big player. Again, I think it's if a, this all happens. I think it's more also a sign that they see where the future of gaming is kind of going towards, and they don't want to get left behind there. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I, no one gives a crap about the PSP anymore when you can have this Xperia that does that, and it's my phone. So I just went from having and a camera. So I just went from three devices to one now, and they're all yeah. good. You're not cutting corners. Yeah, but nobody bought that either. What What was the last thing Sony made that anybody cared about? I just spit soda into my pop filter. Thank you. <laughs> that was that was perfect timing. I, I'm I'm terribly sorry, but nobody this cared is the, about this that. This is the same either. company no, that good has point. screwed up everything they've done for I, at least I the agree. last five years. My mini well, disc they, player was great, but the software they bundled with it was garbage. They make good HD TVs. They make you know, good Bravia stuff. Their software they're, is they're not anywhere. Okay, twenty years ago, if you wanted to buy good electronics, you bought Sony. There was Sony, and there was everything else. I have a and Sony. Now Sony vial. is just another company, and it's a pile. I agree with you. And their compu- their computers are rubbish. And the closer they get to computers, the crappier their products get. So yeah. I, I just I can't see that them investing any money in in buying a phone company is going to be good for them. How much it, money it, do they make elsewhere? I I think it's just they're like let's see what happens. You know. You know, and maybe you you know that may be a point to say that maybe Sony is trying to maybe they're realizing they're not succeeding. Other places other than TVs, maybe, and like you know, Blu-ray players and things like that, and they're trying to um, come back into another market they think they can succeed in, and eventually bring them all together, or just kind of, I don't know. Well, I, you know, they're they're trying not to be stupid and just ignore this this area, and I mean, the fact that it was a joint venture, you know, maybe that was their way of just testing the waters, and now they just want to go all in on it. Um, I, I don't I don't care about this at all because <laughs> all right, I feel moving like on. I've been screwed by Sony so many times. Oh, I hear that. That you know, I don't you, I don't care about you anymore. And <laughs> you must have a PlayStation three. That's right. <laughs> and it's and it's still running uh three dot five firmware. <laughs> awesome. So Yeah, but I mean they just from their just from their past behavior, it seems very apparent to me that they really don't care about their customers. They don't care about so, you in particular, and a few other yeah. handful, I'm sure. You know, they don't. They don't like me. 
<laughs> their tech support, their call center doesn't like you. So this could be interesting. I mean, they could do some interesting stuff if they start being very smart about the brands that they own. Um, you know, maybe they could turn this into something successful. Um, but, I mean, quite frankly, so could another company, and I'd rather support somebody else. Good call. Good call. All right. Uh, it's getting kind of towards the end of the show here. We did have a, a user email here, a question. This came to my Facebook. Everyone on, on my Facebook knows I'm a huge Android nerd. So uh, they asked this, and I'd like to throw out there if anybody listening to this has any questions or comments, concerns, anything like that, you can email attackoftheandroids at groovypost.com. Uh, so my friend Marsus, he says, hey, uh, I could use your advice. I'm thinking about replacing my old cell, and I'm looking at droids. iPhones are for iTards. I noticed a lot of your posts regarding these machines, upgrades, apps, performance, etc. So, uh, what do you think? I looked at the Bionic, Droid 3, the Incredible 2, uh, preferably a device that's dual-core. Uh, not sure about spending a bunch of money on 4G uh, LTE if they don't perform up to the price. Any thoughts, criticism? It's always better to have a user's opinion than to research marketing-infested info on the net. Thanks a lot. So, uh, just around the room, Seth, any any advice? Well, he you? must he must be on Verizon, right? Right. He lives here droids. in Montana. Yeah, he's a local here where I live. So, yeah, let's say carriers Verizon. Yeah, I would say it is definitely a do not buy time at the moment. You need to wait to see what happens on the 11th. What the Droid Prime announcement is. Okay. And I would say probably you're going to want that. Um, it's 4G, so that'll give you future proof. We don't have 4G here. <laughs> Just yeah, but, you know, especially FYI. Verizon, I mean, they're bringing to the whole, I mean, not the whole country, but they're bringing it to a lot of places, you know, in the next year or so. I, I'm not saying you'll get it, but. We're not going to get it. But I, 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 see what you're, <laughs> I see what you're saying. And, and I, yeah. So you uh-huh. think that's better than like a Bionic? Because that's what, they're, that's their top of the line right now. Yeah, isn't I think, it? I think, I Everyone who's thinking of buying a phone has to wait until the 11th to see what that is. You just can't. I mean, if you buy a phone tomorrow, you're going to be so pissed to have to wait two more years. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Sure. I mean, maybe it's going to be a big flop and you're not going to want it, but you can't. I mean, right. you cannot buy a phone. And you've until gone this long, right? I mean, if it, obviously, if he's writing me on Facebook, he's gone this long. So, yeah. Yeah, so wait, you got to wait till the 11th. But, wait I mean, for the 11th. Absolutely. Let's say you absolutely needed a phone tomorrow, right? There's just no. Sure. Yeah, the, the Bionic is the one to get if you're on Verizon. Better than I don't like. I'm not a fan of the Droid Threes just because of the keyboard. I have yeah, the if OG you need a keyboard, Droid. That's the one to get. I never. Yeah, need if, a keyboard. If you want a keyboard for sure, I I ne- yeah. I I never use that keyboard. I opened it to like get the dust out of there and then closed it again. Like that's yeah. all I used it. And for. then, but you got to realize the Droid Three doesn't have LTE. But I guess if that doesn't right. matter, where but you're neither at, so. do we. So want want. Yeah. <laughs> all so, right, I mean, Jeremy. I mean, I mean, if you don't sorry. have LTE. And you want maybe a cheaper phone? I mean, the the X2 might not be a bad choice either because the Bionic is sort of the X2 with LTE. You know what I mean? You may get better battery right, life. Right. Could look at the X2. Um, it depends it, too if you're sure going to custom. You're not getting LTE anytime soon. If you're going to custom ROM it too, look look online and see what ROMs are being developed for what uh, devices. That way, that's kind of how I've recently been basing my choice not to get rid of my droid x just because there's yeah. nothing else out that i can run what i want to run on it that's really impressive or that will be faster than this all right, oh, yeah, all right. Yeah. so yeah i'm i live in vermont have a similar geographic situation to matt in montana and the fact that we're not going to have 4g until at least 7g comes out right so to me that for save the money on the bionic now the last i knew the droid 3 had a locked 
firmware that prevented custom ROMs. Mm. And it was that reason that I got a Droid 2. Mm. So well, forget about that. It's because it's new. Motorola. It's because it's new, right? They haven't got no, to No, there yet. was something really funky and different they did oh, with really? that. Because, yeah, this, wow, the Cyanogen community was up in arms. Oh, wow. Nice. And, you know, the Incredibles is a, a good phone. Even the first one was a good phone. I think that's going to be the best value, and I would say it's been out long enough. Forget buying it new. Get a used, gently used one on eBay and probably save yourself some money. And Good call. Eric? An Incredible you know, 2? Yeah. Yeah, they've been out for a bit, right? Yeah, that's a good phone, yeah. If you, Damn if you, you have Jeremy. A, if you have a two-year contract <laughs> replacement, um, you know, you, you might as well use it. New <laughs> every two. contract upgrade, you know? Yeah, but like like you were saying about, you know, the, the next phone and the next phone, there's always going to be something. And oh, right. It kind of saves you that. It, it I'm going to wait. $400 <laughs> coupon in your pocket. I'm going to wait until we're at we're done with Moore's Law, and then I will buy a phone, and it will never <laughs> get upgraded because it will be quantum. Yeah, I mean, my my gut feeling is that this Droid Prime is going to be the thing. You know I mean like I think that a lot of people will turn in their upgrades for this phone. I'm holding we'll off see. on it. I'll tell you if it if it's great. <laughs> someone, I tell you what though, someone better get on making a ROM for it. Unless it's going to be vanilla, I'll be happy with that too. Just I'll it's a up. Nexus phone. It kind of has to be vanilla, or it yeah, should be. That's true. That is true, and that'll be the first Nexus phone we get. You know, Jeremy, I gotta say, your suggestion about find a gently used phone—that's that is exactly the route that I would go. You know, get something that has. You know, if you're if you're interested in, in the in the you know roming and modding community, then check that out. You know, a lot of times the HTC phones are really good. We talked about the. Uh, like the Droid X, uh, uh, Droid X2, excuse me. So I would get that and use that as just a way to hold yourself over um, because you don't, you really don't want to get <laughs> a new phone like everybody else has been saying. For sure. You sort of want to wait. I got um, an XV6900 I'll let you borrow. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what also might be an option is, um, you know, a lot of times like uh, these carriers have like a 30-day uh, where you can return the phone. Oh, that's true. Yeah. If you want to play around, a lot of times they only let you do it once. But uh, I know that's how I that's how I traded in my uh, 3D for the uh, Photon. So hey, give it a shot, but uh, don't don't just blow your upgrade right now. Now I'm excited for this. I want it. It's not even announced, and I want it. See what you did? I blame you, Seth. Because you want to put it in your back pocket. I do. I don't, I don't even care. Sorry I'll, about that. I'll, bre- I'll bend it the other way, too, for my other side. I might have to sell one of my gold-plated tablets to pay for it. <laughs> might have to cut free some of my servants. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. We ended slavery hundreds of years ago. It's no laughing matter, except in call centers, right, guys? That's slavery. So I've worked in call centers. I have, too. It's slavery, <laughs> isn't it? It's indentured I- servitude. Hell. I, I own call center. It's raw. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Jeremy. You're the man on this episode. Apparently. Exactly. All right, well, be- before we wrap things up, and like we said, uh, email attackoftheandroids at groovypost.com uh, if you have any questions, stuff like that. Uh, any app recommendations, uh, Seth? Yeah, I found that app that I was talking about earlier. It was called uh, Seek, Seek Droid. Droid. Nice. And uh, Matt, I'll have a have a link to it in the show notes. But um, yeah, I really like it. You can send like a text message yourself. You can have you can like make your phone ring. If, even if I think 
certainly if it's like asleep, but you know, I don't think it'll turn it on, but it'll make your phone ring at the loudest so you can find it. And then you can remote wipe it, which is pretty sweet too. Nice, nice. Now, you know what I've seen with that? I think I've seen that as a free app on the Amazon App Store at least twice. Really? So, yeah, I mean, if, if, if folks are looking out for it, you know, just do your daily check of the Amazon Store. Uh, you'll probably see it at some point. Nice. Uh, Eric, what do you got? Yeah, a little lighter fare. Um, you know, there's a lot of crap applications out there, um, but some people like to play Sudoku. Uh, I just wanted to recommend the one that I like is Enjoy Sudoku. Um, there's a free version, and then there's a pro version that's two ninety nine that basically just has a lot more, um, I guess, variations. Uh, but, you know, pretty good UI. It works uh, really well on the tablet and on phones. Um, so check it out. Again, there's a free version and two ninety nine if you like it. So do you enjoy Sudoku? I'm getting into it. Uh, my wife goes crazy on it, but, you know, it, it's fun. It, you know, it gives, gives you something to do. Have you ever heard of Latin squares? That go on? Well, look it up, and we'll talk about it next episode if you want. Alrighty, Latin squares. It's it's that's kind of what what's how Sudoku works. Uh, you'll you'll see. Uh, Jeremy, what do you got for us? Yeah, we talked earlier about the cameras ah. on these phones and how nobody you know wants to carry around separate stuff. You know, but if you're using one of the older phones, like a, like a Droid or you know a Droid Two, you don't have a really great camera in there. Uh, HDR Camera Plus is one of the what seems to be growing crop of HDR applications on uh, smartphones. And I'm finding that it really improves the quality of the pictures that I'm taking. And so much so that the three ninety nine I spent and I never buy apps was totally worth it. That's awesome. I kind of find I <clears throat> excuse me. I kinda of used to find myself doing that manually. Like doesn't that take different exposures and different uh not F stops, but uh, they're there's different settings in there that adjust how the picture's taken. It just, like, changes that stuff, right? The ISO speed. It's more than that. It's, uh, well, this particular app, uh, it takes three images. One is, like, standard lighting. One, it, it uh, overexposes it. Another, it underexposes it. And it squishes the three of them together. I don't know how, ah, how it does it. Because, see, I was just then, taking them and seeing which one was best later and then going with that and deleting the rest. So this is no. actually putting them all together as one. That's really cool. Yeah, and it's got some built-in algorithms to account for camera shake. Oh, nice. Uh, it's it's a pretty sweet app, and if you do take any um, any number of pictures, you know, if you use the camera on your phone more than once in a great while, spend the four bucks, pick it up, HDR Camera Plus. Nice. Well, uh, the app I'm going to go with, it's a very handy app, and I, I think most people just kind of overlook it. Uh, it's Calculator. Now, what this app does, when you, you start it up, and there's a number pad on there, one, one through nine, zero, and then uh, your, your division, multiplication, subtraction, and addition, uh, and also an equal sign. And uh, so what you do, you tap on here, and you uh, put numbers in, and then you can do different calculations with it, and it'll give you answers. I, I thought it was great. I mean, I know you can Google that stuff, and, and you probably have uh, one that prints out on paper. Huh. But this is, yeah, and I think... I don't even think you have to buy it in the market. I think it's free. So, does it like could I could I you know it's called potentially calculator. replace my abacus with this? Uh, you could potentially. I, I would keep the abacus around okay. because uh, using this is really going to put a drain on your battery life. But um, yeah, I think for a, a quick on the go, 
replacement. I mean, how portable is your abacus? Mine's oh. pretty big. I mean, I have like a whole room for it, you know. Oh, uh, this we should definitely write this up uh, for yeah. Ruby post. Should I do a how to or something? I mean, I could. I, I think we can. There's a lot of potential so. here. And it, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. I, it looks like you can even like put like decimal points and stuff in there. So that's yeah. pretty cool. And actually, I was messing around with this. I haven't. I haven't quite figured this out yet. But if you turn it upside down, I've almost got it to spell boob. I've I've got boo, uh, so far. But pre- pretty neat. Pretty neat. Wait, does this cool. multiply? Uh, I think it will. I haven't gotten that far yet, but I believe it will. I think that's uh, one of those weird buttons with uh, the symbols on it. Oh, but, uh, that's pretty yeah. sweet. Pretty. Uh, oh, that's pretty not interesting. The letter X. So, uh, give that a try and uh, let us know how you like it. All right. Well, Seth, Jeremy, Eric, it's been a pleasure once again. I think great, Eric, Matt. Thanks, everybody. Cherish these these hours that we talk about Android. Uh, this is the best part of my day. Isn't it? It's great. It is. I hope everyone enjoys listening to these as much as we enjoy putting them together for y'all. You can get them all over at groovypost.com. Check out it. It's under GroovyCast there up in the menu. And we'll be doing these shows every Thursday and posting them that evening, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, so like we said, you can email us, uh, attackoftheandroids at groovypost.com if you have any questions. And we'll see that, and we'll talk to you guys on Friday. Uh, thank you, guys. It's attack of the Android. It's attack of the Android.